From the day we arrived on the planet. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's the circle of life. It's the title of the episode. Do you not get it? Come on. Why is it bop? Guys, welcome to Quiver. Very, very good morning to you. I am in a good mood today, as you can probably tell. And we are jumping into Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. So the title of this is The Circle of Life, and the kind of little tagline is, Are you outside of it? So, very welcome to you. If this is your first time to Quiver, you probably want to hang up and never come back again. But hello, my name is Matthew Thompson. I'm a 23-year-old from Belfast, Northern Ireland. And I've set myself a challenge of reading through a bit of the Bible every single day and sharing a quick little Devo on it. We also have a time of guided prayer on the show, which makes the podcast technically ideal for commuters to get a daily reading, time of prayer, and some thoughts on your way to work. That's the dream anyway. That's the plan. We're going to jump straight in. I read from the NLT, and like I said, it's Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 4 to 7. Generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries round to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the water returns again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Okay, so I would like to take this a little different direction than Solomon is going, and I'll explain why as we go through. I love this bit. I think it's very, very poetic. I think it speaks of the the circle of life, obviously, hence why I'm doing this episode. But I think it speaks of kind of the unchanging nature of nature. It talks about how the earth is on this sort of loop. You know, it's just repeating again and again, and the natural world seems to have this rhythm and this order. Now, for me, the reason why I want to take today in a little different direction than perhaps Solomon originally was intended is because I feel like passages like this, they can really, really actually pass us by because we are living in a very unnatural time. Now, what I mean by that is the digital age. A lot of us perhaps aren't surrounded by nature. Maybe some of you listening right now on the subway, you know, you're in a tin can underground, hurtling down to Manhattan or wherever it is you are. And you're like, you know what? Uh, I haven't actually seen the river run into the sea for like five years. So I don't know how this is going to be applicable to me. So I think we live in some ways disconnected from the rhythm of nature. Not all of us, but definitely some of us. And it kind of feels like it can feel very unnatural at times. I'll give you a quick little example. Whenever Jackie and I lived in the States, we would do, we'd work at these conferences for companies like Microsoft and Charles Schwab or whatever. I think it was in, we were in Boston one time, excuse me, and we were, it was a short conference. So we were doing maybe five days of straight of 16 hour shifts or whatever. But where we were staying was maybe an hour or so away from the convention center. So wrap all that up. We had a two hour commute. We were working 16 hour shifts. So it was an 18 hour day that you need to get food and stuff along the way. So basically what that meant was we had to get up at 3 a.m. pitch black and then we would arrive back. I don't know. I'm not good at math, but let's just say ballpark around 10 p.m. at night, also in pitch black. And we would work inside the conference center 
and we weren't allowed to leave it. Uh, even our breaks and stuff we had to be done inside. Plus, the conference center was so big, you, you would have to sprint to try to get out during your lunchtime. And what happened was we had these five days where we just didn't see the sun at all. And it was so uncanny. It was so weird. And I just felt, I felt absolutely miserable by the end of that stint. And I missed being outside. I missed seeing the sun. I missed seeing the changing colors of the light. And it felt so unnatural. And in some ways, that's a very extreme example. But our modern world, it cheats nature in quite a lot of ways. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's great. You know, we think about medicine, how uh, it's cheating disease and it's cheating the you know the natural course that nature would try to take us you know when we get sick or whatever um technology you know you we have communication we have stuff like this the ability to learn how education has just kind of been radicalized and, and the doors have been flung wide open and we have access to information that was previously held precious and all these amazing things something also like flying you know, I can't fly by myself, but I can get an airplane and fly over the world. You know, I wouldn't have met Jackie if it wasn't for that. I wouldn't have met a lot of incredible people, seen a lot of things. And, you know, that ability to move about. Some little funny things that I always like to go on a bit of a rant about of how we cheat nature all the time, perhaps in a bad way. The first one is is light bulbs. Have you ever thought about this? I was out with my friend Peter um, on Saturday there. And we were sitting and we were having... We're having lunch, no, we're having dinner uh, in this little kind of new place on Botanic. And it was amazing. We were having a great time. We were sitting by the window. It was, you know, it's really, really cold right now in Belfast. It just got freezing. Um, we were inside. It was nice and warm. We were eating wings. It was a good time. And there was, you know, these kind of cool little, what do you call them? Are they called Edison light bulbs? I'm not sure. But it was just so cozy. And then we were kind of chatting. We were saying, you know what? Like, see, like 100 years ago, we probably would all be in bed sleeping. And then we're like, actually, that's a really good point because if it wasn't for these light bulbs, everyone would probably be at home, maybe with a candle, and they'd be like, here, mate, don't burn the candle, you're wasting money. Also, I'm so tired because it's so dark, can we please go to bed? And in some ways, the light bulb, you know, we hear a lot about how we don't get enough sleep and all this sort of stuff. And I remember hearing a quote from somewhere, goodness knows where it was, I think it was from a book called overload syndrome by richard swanson or swanson don't quote me but he had a quote in that and it was something like the light bulb is the greatest assault on mankind's sleep ever <laughs> something random like that the other one would be alarm clocks you know back in the day you just had to i don't know sleep till the rooster crowed sleep till you woke up naturally it's probably pretty good for you you know instead of having to set the alarm at 4 a.m or whatever it is you need to get up and commute and then I suppose the other bad thing would be digital isolation. Really simply, this is something I've noticed since I've gone off social media. Nights that I would have previously just spent sitting on the sofa, I now go for a walk or I call someone up or I go and meet somebody purely because I'm bored. And that is, it's highlighted something really interesting for me. It's highlighted that if left to our own devices... Oh, that's a that's a cracker pun. I that was completely accidental. But if if the option's there to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix or go on YouTube or, you know, even watch TV, you older generations listening, we're more likely just to fall automatically fall into doing that than going and doing something else. But if we remove those things, 
then it kind of forces us out of boredom and out of curiosity and out of a desire to expand our energy to get out of the house and do something. So, yeah, we have the potential to live in quite unnatural ways in this digital age. A lot of us live in cities surrounded by technology and man-made structures. If we're not careful, I'm going somewhere with all this. I know it's a bit of a rant. If we're not careful, I think that we can actually disconnect from the natural rhythm of nature. And there were two experiences that I had this week that kind of jolted me out of the artificial rhythm that I'd kind of found myself in. The first one, really simply, I was walking home late one night and I came onto our street and we live in the city. Now, Belfast isn't, you know, it's, it's not a big, massive city. You know, it's not like it's crazy light pollution or anything like that. But I still, it was for some reason, I don't know why, I was walking down the middle of the road where the cars kind of walk and I looked up and there was just the most unbelievable stars and you could see all the kind of famous constellations and it was just so clear and you know it was kind of like that cold Christmas where you're breathing and like a wee bit of fog, a wee bit of mist kind of comes out of your mouth and you're just looking up and it was so, I was like wow, like I've never seen stars like that in Belfast and to be honest I hadn't seen stars like that for a long time and it really did, it kind of, you know, this is where the Hans Zimmer score starts to like blare and the strings are playing and it's a big point in the movie and you feel like abraham or someone like looking up at the stars like a big life moment but i was like wow like it was really humbling and it was really breathtaking the second thing again like i said on saturday hanging out with my friend peter we went up cave hill which is just a mountain near where we live and it overlooks belfast and it was freezing it was so cold and we started walking and we started walking you know we warmed up and it was just breathtaking you know, golden hour was just on fleek. The sun was shining. It was like shining over Belfast and it was just these amazing colors and it was so crisp and it just felt so great. And even though it was only maybe like a, I don't know, like a five, 10 minute drive from from the city center, you just felt like you were on another planet and it gave you such perspective about what's going on in your life. And it just, it made me feel so peaceful and, and really was a great form of rest for me. So like I was saying, why is all this relevant? I think that most of us, in comparison to Solomon and Solomon's readers at the time and the way society was, I don't think a lot of us actually have the time or opportunity to witness or embrace the elements of nature that he's talking about here. And I actually think that this really helps us. Whoops. I think it really hurts us. Beg your pardon. You know, I kind of mentioned some physical effects. You know, there's less sleep, maybe per co- poorer quality of sleep Um, we're maybe not outside in the sun as much and sun's so good for us we don't exercise as much i definitely know that to be true because we're sitting at offices and sitting on laptops all day and even our eyesight i remember hearing a funny little thing from a, a guy i know who taught english in korea for 12 years and he says that one of the reasons why a lot of people in south korea wear glasses and have such bad eyesight is because the cities are so compactly tight together that there's there's nowhere far away for people's eyes to look at as in like it's kind of just all like skyscrapers and and buildings everywhere it's not like you can look out your window and see cave hill in the distance you know three miles away or whatever it's like the furthest away you can see is maybe like i don't know 300 meters against another building so i don't know take that with a pinch of salt just thought that was an interesting wee tidbit but some loftier effects, I think, think about what I was saying about Cave Hill on the mountain. I think it can, 
if we don't get out there, it can limit our perspective on life. I live a very, very neighborhood life right now. It's really funny. You know, I we're never in our car. Jackie and I were saying that the other day. We just, we walk and cycle everywhere and it's a blessing and we absolutely love it. But it, it can become very insular and it's very good just to get away and change your perspective. Mental health. I remember reading something about city planning and there was a study done that said something along the lines of the more, like, the more green spaces there were in the city, the lower the depression rates were. And just this whole kind of research of study that shows how important the color green is for us as humans. Mental health in general, you know, the isolation that can come with the digital world and everything like that, it's good to get, good to get out there. But, and this is kind of where we start to land the plane, I think that we can really miss out on the beauty and the wonder of God and his, his creation. I think we can miss out on the big picture of human history. And just whenever I was reading this little passage today, sorry, I'm sniffing like mad, I just was struck by the fact that everything that Solomon's writing about here, you know, the same sun, the same moon, the same stars, and the same God, it's been constant through it all. Do you ever think about that? Like the same sun that shone through Solomon's window when he was writing this is the same sun that we see outside our window or same moon, depending on when you're listening to this. And nature, it's such a great example of consistency, such natural rhythm. And it's a great picture of faithfulness and the constantness of God. So just as we move into our time of guided prayer today, Let's just really embrace the fact that his mercies are new every morning. That he is faithful. That just as the sun is going to rise or has risen today, he's still going to be there for us in our lives. Just because it's cold now, it doesn't mean that the sun won't shine on us again. We see the seasons in nature. We see the order. We see how God takes care of us and God takes care of things. Pastor yesterday was speaking about, um, is it Matthew 6? All about that passage where it's like, do not worry. And talking about how God clothes the birds of the air. He clothes the lilies in the field. And so I encourage us, let's get outside a bit more. Let's unplug from the matrix. And let's embrace nature because it's so, so important for us. I know that this is a wee bit of a hippie sort of rant. Embrace nature, bro. But there are such amazing symbolism, such amazing pictures in nature that are so important for our day-to-day life. And I believe that's something that God wants us to embrace. So, guided prayer, here we go. Let's rock and roll. Thanks for bearing with me. Right, right, right. So, as always, got my wee cooking timer here. seven right seven minutes on the clock and guided prayer if it's your first time really simply this is an opportunity to put seven minutes of space into our calendar seven minutes of effectively silence where we can pray where we can meditate where we can um, hear from god where we can reflect on what we've talked about today or we can make requests to him where we can hear from him where we can receive a word where we can receive what we're supposed to do today you know we live busy lives, you know. I, I, I understand that. We live in a time-starved society. You probably wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this. I certainly wouldn't be making one like this if it, if it wasn't the case. So, really simply, four sections. 
I'll walk us through each of them and uh, then I'll close just kind of in prayer. So here we go. Don't be afraid to speak out. Don't be afraid to write things down. You know, respond to this in whatever way is going to serve you the best. I do this literally just for you. Um, so, you know, use it in whatever way you want. First section is really simply praise to lift up our gratitude and express our thanks to God for the things that he's given us. See, starting your day in a wee bit of gratitude, it's an absolute game changer. And it's a really nice way to actually open yourself up and just see the world differently. So here we go in these next couple of minutes. Let's just focus on being thankful for what it is that we actually have been given. So the second section is really simply requests. What is it that you need? Is it something physical? Is it something emotional? Is it something situational? Any other roles I can think of? I don't think so. Is it for a person in your life? Is it for your job, your business? Is it for your church? You know, requests. This bit is just all about lifting up our requests to God and just unburdening ourselves and asking him for the things that we need really simply just encourage you just to do that now in this time So the third section is called actions. This is basically all about how we can actually allow God to speak into our today, how we can allow God to speak into our 
to-do list. You know, like so often we want to be obedient to God. So often we want to, Lord, I want to do your will. But do we actually take time to find out his will? Well, here's a chance to do it. Jesus, what do you want us to do today? Simply as that. Here we are. We're waiting on you. And we're asking you just to speak very specifically and very clearly and show us what is it that you would have for me today? What good works? What key things, whether they're big or small, do you want me to do? Give me an opportunity to be obedient and give me the courage to follow through on it. So the fourth and final section is really simply called yearn. What are you yearning for today? What do you need to hear from God? What is it that your heart's crying out for today? Here's an opportunity just to open ourselves up and just allow God to speak directly to us, whether it's a word of encouragement, a word of love, a challenge, whatever it is. God knows your situation. I don't. So, Father, here we are. Please speak to us today. Please speak specifically what we need to hear and allow us to be open to receive from you, open to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that you'll speak clearly and directly to us. So Jesus, thank you so, so much for this morning. Thank you that your mercies are new every single morning. Thank you that just as the sun rises, just as the sun sets, just as the moon is there, just as the wind is there, all these amazing, amazing things that we still can't wrap our heads around. How a blade of grass grows, how anything grows, how we grow, how we ourselves are constantly renewing and rejuvenating and healing themselves. It's just absolutely madness. And so, Jesus, thank you so much that that is just a picture 
of you, how big you are, how great you are. When we look up in the stars at nighttime and we see it all and we're like, wow, you're so much bigger than the problems in our lives. You're so much bigger than the small things that we spend so much of our time worrying about. Thank you for that. So I just pray that you bless us, Lord, in this season of our life as we're moving into winter, whatever that winter looks like for us. I just pray that you bless us today, that you guide us, and that you speak to us. Give us give us something beautiful in nature today that really just grabs us. Give us opportunities to, to get out there, even if it's on our lunch break today or whatever it is. You know, I pray that we... You push us outside of our artificial rhythm and bring us into the rhythm that you made us for. So Jesus, yes, thank you very much. And I pray you bless every person listening and help them have a great day. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Simbas, thank you very much. That was a bit of a random one, but I mean, come on, they always are. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, really simply, all you have to do is subscribe. Um... You can subscribe wherever you're listening, although Quiver is on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Google Podcasts, it's on Anchor, it's pretty much everywhere. So I like to listen to podcasts when I'm commuting or when I'm going out for a walk or when I'm doing the dishes or when I'm doing the housework or whenever I am doing stuff that is kind of mindless activity that you can't really do anything else while you're doing. So hopefully you are enjoying the show. I am loving Ecclesiastes and I can't wait to see you tomorrow. All right. Cheers. Thanks very much.